Welcome to another episode of Bench Talk. I'm your host, Tom Gerrard. Today I have part two of our series for the Art Career Academy on becoming the career artist that you want to be. And if you missed the first part, then listen to that one before diving into this episode. And just to give you some uh, info on the Art Career Academy, it's a new school that supports artists to create the art career that they desire. I'm on the teaching staff for their first course going pro, alongside today's guest, Claire Bradshaw, who's a business and mindset coach. Hey, how you going, Claire? Yeah, really well. I'm so excited to be back here supporting everyone and sharing with everyone today and delving into this topic, which is absolutely one of my faves. Nah, awesome. So the topic we want to focus on today is your vision and getting clear on your artistic future. So grab a pen and paper because you don't want to miss out on some of the questions we've got. It's um, really important stuff, I feel, and I think it's a really powerful way to move forward with your career. But before we do, uh, let's just talk about why having a vision is important and some personal examples from the two of us. Yeah, great. So as I mentioned, this is one of my favorite topics ever. And having a vision is really important for a number of different reasons. So the first of which is that having a vision is really creating your guiding path. It is your North Star to take you in the direction that you want to go. It helps to keep you motivated and helps to keep you inspired so that you're showing up every day feeling good, really excited for where you're headed. Because without knowing where you want to go, how will you ever know when you've got there? The second reason is that without a vision, we can find ourselves saying yes to things that aren't aligned with our values or things that really truly light us up. We can easily find ourselves distracted or swayed by shiny objects that are not taking us where we want to go. And we've probably all felt this feeling. I know that I have, and I'm pretty sure Tom's been in the same situation a number of times in his career, where we've said yes to things, maybe because we just wanted the money, or maybe because the opportunity just came about and we thought, oh yeah, well, I've got to take it because I don't have anything else, right? Which is coming from more the energy of lack and scarcity rather than it being connected to abundance coming from a place of, yeah, this is what I really truly desire. Um, And the more we can get clear in terms of what it is that we desire, the more that we can actually start to craft our, our yeses towards that path. And ultimately we start to attract more of that back to us. So as you are going through the questions that Tom's gonna take you through today, Your vision that you may come up with, it may be something that feels really big. Maybe you've already connected with it. Maybe it feels really out of reach and it's almost scary to even think about it or talk about it. Or you may feel like, hmm, this feels pretty achievable. I can can get there. And it feels like a bit more of a smaller vision. Now know that wherever your mind goes or your heart goes today, that really there is no right vision. That wherever you are right now is perfect for you. And in all honesty, your vision is going to grow the more you take action towards it. And this is key, 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 is starting to take one step and then the next step and then the next step. Um, Doing that is what's actually going to help you to create the success and work towards that vision. And that's exactly what has happened in our careers as well. We didn't start off with massive visions. They were, you know, pretty achievable visions. They still felt scary because we weren't there yet. But as we have continued on our paths, our visions have grown and grown and grown because ultimately your vision grows um, as you do. So, Tom's got some examples from his own career. 
Yeah, um, well, I've got sort of four key points in my uh, creative life that I can think of that, that I, you know, were daunting for me and now I've, you know, moved way beyond them. But um, I guess the first one for me was I was, I had a dream of being an artist, but all I was was painting was graffiti and it's all I knew how to draw it's all it's just all my energy was going towards that I had this dream of like one day being an artist and I even had had uh, exhibitions then but they were very graffiti orientated and uh, I guess a lot of my photography and stuff like that was in there but I wanted to um wanted to be a painter but I didn't know what to paint and um you know so having that vision I, I thought all right let's let's tackle this and I started uh my daily drawing practice which I've spoken about a lot on the podcast and I still do till this day but it was just those little drawings on a daily basis that really helped me uh find what my art could look like outside of graffiti and um yeah that was a real yeah that was a real big thing for me at the time because I was I was even trying to predict with my mind of what my art could look like, but mm. then I was trying to uh, implement that with, and I didn't have the skills to actually make that possible. And then mm. it's like, all right, I just need to practice and I need to use my, my eyes a lot more. And um, yeah, and here mm. I am today, <laughs> still yeah. doing it and loving it. And it's really opened up uh, a lot of opportunity for me um, mm. through taking my artwork down different paths and different mediums, all, all still spawns from those uh, daily drawings. And a key thing there, I think, from having been on this journey with you, is that um, when you had that vision of, I want to be a full-time artist, I want to do art on a regular basis, and then you committed to showing up to your daily practice day after day, day after day, I also saw how you let go of an attachment to it needing to be a certain way and that was key to your success because then you took away that pressure yeah yeah I guess I um yeah I like you know like anything when you're starting out you fail a lot in the beginning and I had a lot of failures like the, those first say 10 sketchbooks I won't show them to anyone um and I look at them and I'm like oh I cringe at looking at them myself like they just they they're not an example of anyone who's ever done any art in their life considering I've done thousands of paintings which were all letter based it didn't it that didn't reflect in my artwork it mm. was just it looked like someone at the very beginning <laughs> but um but you know as like as I went through like my like I sort of conquered that one and then um I had more dream, uh, bigger dreams, I guess, like dreams of being a full-time artist, which is like the next one for me that was like, oh, one of these days. And I, you know, I tinkered for years and years and years. Um, and, I, you know, I was having exhibitions overseas. I was doing all sorts of stuff. I was in magazines and I was having good art opportunities appear for me, but I had a full-time job. And um, it was this dream of quitting that full-time job and pursuing my art career that really, um, you know, I remember just dreaming of it, just going, I just want to make enough money to be able to do it. And or I wanted to match my, my full-time jobs earnings off art. And the funny thing is, is now I look at, um, you know, my spreadsheets and my tax statements and stuff like that. And I've made way more money off my art than I ever did in any of those jobs. And I, I hated those jobs. Like, yeah. I can't believe I spent eight hours a day in them mm. and plus commuting time and all the other stuff that goes with yeah. it you know yeah because like you're working as a graphic designer which is you know it's a pretty good job you know the pay's okay 
But you, you're earning like triple what you were earning then. Yeah, I don't like to talk publicly about my earnings, but uh, <laughs> yeah, there's you know there's opportunities that come from following your passions that you could you just could never imagine when you're um, working full time, and also there's so many different elements to being an artist and um, and the business side of being an artist as well. That's more than just uh, selling, you know, making paintings and selling them through galleries or anything like that. Like once I got up and running with my art career, the next vision I had was getting in with certain galleries. They just, you know, I'm such a fan of art and, uh, the, and I really immersed my life in it. And, um, you know, there were certain galleries out there, even uh, local ones in Melbourne, that I was like, oh, I really want to get in with these galleries. And I'd see artists I admire exhibiting with them. And, you know, they, they all just seemed out of reach. And um, But once I got clear on who those galleries were and where I wanted to, to show my work, uh, you know, opportunities started to open up there as well because I guess I had a bit of vision and a bit of direction. Um, yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm, it's time for me to redo that now with, you know, international galleries because I can say, you know, cities I want to exhibit in, but, you know, I can't name like five galleries from each city on my hand. I should, I should know them off the top of my head. So I guess, you know, it's time for me to get clear on... Mm. It's the next the, evolution. Yeah, the next evolution on the next, you know range of galleries that I want to start showing in and then the uh you know a very recent vision for me was uh you know a studio update which I was long overdue I was um the last studio I was in was um you know dark and very low ceilings and and pokey and it just it didn't really represent how I felt about myself as an artist and uh I was I started like studying studios i guess like looking at um art studios throughout art history and also like contemporary artists who are doing stuff now and uh looking at how their studios look and what the sort of facilities they have and um also how professional they looked in their studios because once again i'm trying to appeal to uh you know galleries and stuff and you know if you're painting out of something that doesn't look very desirable it's not really saying a lot about you as an artist it's like showing up to a business interview with a crease shirt and a stain down the front you know it's just not the uh it's not saying the right things about yourself it doesn't matter what you've got in your head and how confident you are at the job um so yeah so i started really you know taking like looking through art books and taking photos of artists in their studios and screenshotting them off instagram and following you know instagram accounts artists in their studios and things like that and really creating a vision for myself and then also thinking about you know what would i like in a studio and um and i came about with a whole list of things and um you know i i was looking for a new studio for ages and i was also at the point where i was looking to sign leases on on a couple of them and they uh and they all seemed to fall through and the funny thing is, is those ones that fell through weren't actually like aligned with my list of requirements for a studio. I was just sort of settling for them because the search was was hard, you know. Mm. It was like, oh, I guess that'll do. And then, um, yeah, and when the other ones fell through, I was, you know, devastated and like freaking out, thinking, what am I going to do? And then finally, the perfect one showed up for me. And, um, and it was an empty shell of a place. So I had to do the fit out myself and, you know, I designed it all to the specifications that I wanted and, and now I've, uh, I've got it. And it's funny cause I think back, it's, it's only, a, you know, six months ago, I, you know, actually a bit more than that, but I had 
was, it was when I was getting rejected from all those other places. And I think about myself in any of those other studios now, and they would have been too small or too noisy or a crappy location or mm. I don't know. There was, there was something that wasn't right about each one of them. I remember one of them was really echoey. Like, and I like to listen to music and you can't have it bouncing all over the walls and driving you insane. You couldn't even have a conversation in there, let alone uh, record a podcast. So, you know, everything's perfect. Yeah. And um, yeah. yeah, but I'm glad I had that vision and um, I'm glad the way things worked out. Mm. Yeah, and it's like really making time for yourself to actually dream big, to start to think about what is it that you truly desire? What is it that you really want for your art career? How does it look? And so Tom's going to guide you through some questions in a moment that's really going to help you with that clarity piece. But I think what I heard from what you just said, Tom, was, you know, when you are working towards your vision, it doesn't mean that you're going to get it right away right it takes consistent action and also sometimes you may feel like oh you know I found the perfect thing this is going to work out this is more my vision is and it doesn't work out but the key there is to stay connected to your vision and know that it is going to be realized Mm. and staying committed and connected to that because that's exactly what happened to you and you know before you know it you're actually in that experience going oh my gosh but if you hadn't have stayed strong on your vision you may have gone oh actually maybe it's not p- possible and gone real small with it yeah yeah fortunately for me i, I never gave up on mm. on the vision of it because we were moving and i was moving studios regardless and uh you know it's, yeah. uh, I, I knew I needed something yeah. and you know, fortunately the right thing showed up, which I always have faith in. I always know that I'm meant to be where I'm meant to be and mm. things are happening for the right reason. It's know? a big part of the journey, isn't it? It's having the vision, but then it's also, um, having the faith, having the trust that it is coming true and taking the action at the same time. It's like, it's like, that's the winning combination. It is. It's the winning combination. Okay. So I'm going to go through a couple of, um, a few of the big common mindset things that come up when um, we're talking about this topic of vision um, and we want to raise these before we get into the questions because these are the types of things that can come up and then they can stop us from taking the actions and you know entertain some ideas that aren't supportive to us achieving our visions okay so one of the things that can come up is this feeling of who am I to think that big am I a complete dreamer what will other people think of me? So they're kind of some really common ones that can come up, this feeling of being the imposter. Another one is, is this really possible for me? Can I actually do this? Am I good enough to do this? Another one can be, shouldn't I just be realistic? You may, like I know for myself, um, this one has come up quite a lot. Um, and it's often the voice of our parents or teachers or society. People kind of wanting us to have a smaller idea of what's possible for us because it's a societal thing of kind of, um, yeah, keeping us in little boxes. Um, then there's another one which is, but I don't know how to do it. You know, I don't know how to do this and this and this. So how is that really going to be possible for me? And all of these things, they come up when we're starting to expand, when we're starting to think bigger, to dream bigger, starting to lead more with our hearts, more with our soul desires. And you may um, find that just one of these comes up, or you may find that all of them come up at different times. And so I wanted to raise these with you so that you have this awareness that when they do pop up, that this is just mindset stuff. 
and that there's nothing wrong with these thoughts. They're entirely normal. And it's just part of your mind wanting to keep you safe. And that these thoughts, they're only true if you choose to believe them and then act on them. And that's why being around a like-minded community of other people starting to think and dream big is so important. And only sharing, and Tom and I learned this quite early on in our journeys, that only share your visions with other people who are thinking big in this way, who are thinking about what's possible in their art careers or their entrepreneurial ventures. Um, Because those are the people that will support you. Those are the people that will really understand. And, you know, talking to your family and friends who aren't doing this in their lives, they may not understand and appreciate this. And sometimes those people People that we think are going to be the most supportive of our dreams actually are not and that's not their fault it's just um, in order to keep taking the action towards your vision you want to be surrounded by other people who are doing the same and the last point on this is that your vision that connects with your heart desire and soul is yours it's been given to you for a reason and you wouldn't have been gifted with it if you weren't able to manifest it so I hope that's given you a little bit of motivation before Tom goes into the questions today. It's deep stuff, Claire. Yeah. You know, that's good. I like it. I like it. So before we, uh, before I get into these questions, um, get yourself a pen and paper and, uh, you know, stop what you're doing and uh, get ready to hit the pause button so you can write down the questions and then uh, give yourself as long as you need to uh, to journal on them. You know, it's um, I find that this is a really... Uh, important practice whenever I have big uh, questions come up in my mind sit down with a pen and paper and I don't know just think it out and you always seem to to get there so have a good think about how you want your art career to look in the future like we recommend looking one to three years into the future and thinking about where you want to take your art and it doesn't have to be an art career it can just be like um, your art in general or you know if you want to build a business off it like it's even even better in my opinion I think the world needs to be filled with artists and everything else that society needs. <laughs> uh, so first question, uh, how do you want to be making money from your art? Like uh, some people could be like galleries or online sales or brand collabs or, or murals. And also like how much money do you want to be making? Okay, the next question is, if galleries are your thing, like what galleries do you want to be showing in? You know, I spoke on this before and it's, um, it's pretty, pretty good to get clear on that because uh, otherwise you just drift and opportunities come your way and you, you might say yes to them and then you're in the midst of your exhibition and regretting having said yes to it, you know. And galleries also say a lot about an artist, so, you know, choose wisely. Okay, question three. Uh, what type of projects do you want to be doing and who do you want to be doing them for or with? You know, as I mentioned earlier, you know, there's lots of uh, elements to being a, a full-time artist and running a, the business of an artist, you know, and just to rely on art galleries alone or art sales alone is only one avenue of income. You know, there's lots of projects that artists can be part of these days. And I know, um, you know, many artists who I've even interviewed on the podcast who are making really good careers for themselves and don't show in any galleries and don't do any studio work at all. It's all based off either um, you know digital work or murals or you know uh, project-based artworks. 
And um, yeah, there's lots of lots of ways of doing it these days. So um, have a think about the type of projects you want to be doing, and um, and if you're collaborating with with people or brands, who they are, or um, you know, or if you're doing work for a company, who who, who what type of company is that? Okay, fourth question. Um, do you believe that you can get to this place with your current art? And if not, what needs to change? You know, the, the life of an artist is, is long. And there's many, you know, I've, I've, I look into lots of um, artists throughout history. And some of the best and my favorite ones are the ones who have had lots of diverse careers. They've changed styles. They've changed mediums. They've uh, worked in different countries. They've, they've had a, a diverse and varied career. And I think you know, the best artists live that way. So don't feel that whatever you're doing now has to be what you do in the future or what you, you know, make your money off or anything like that. But, um, but just really, you know, take note of, of what you're doing now and, and have a real uh, think about if anything needs to change. Okay, question five. Uh, what do you want your art to look like? Um, this is an important one because there's... You know, as I said in the last question, you know, the art, your art varies a lot. But if you make a, if you look at how you're approaching your art or how your art's coming out and you're not 100% happy with it, then the power's in your hands to make a change. And that could be in its, uh, as, its visual aesthetics. It can be the, the materials you're using. It could even be the scale you're working with. You know, you know, I know, for instance, I've got some commissions on at the moment and they're for three small paintings. And I'm just I know I shot myself in the foot by saying yes to them because the amount of detail that's included in these paintings don't fit my way, my style of painting at that scale. So I, um, you know, constantly learning all the all the time. And, uh, you know, it's good to be clear on these things because when they come next time I get a commission for small paintings like this, I'm going to say no, <laughs> or can we just do bigger ones? And another thing that I've, uh, I've seen a lot of artists, um, paint themselves into a corner with <laughs> pardon the pun, uh, is their art takes them too long to do. And it's not commercially viable because, um, you know, some artists, it, it takes them, you know, months and months to do each painting and they can only do maybe four paintings a year. And then to actually recoup the expense and time on those paintings, the, the price tag has to be really big and they find it hard to find uh, buyers and uh, they can't make enough art to really generate an income for themselves. You know, so maybe that could be another problem as well. And um, yeah, I feel I'm heading into that path myself. I've, I've started painting more and more intricately detailed and my paintings are taking me forever. I had to have words with myself the other day and, you know, sort of speed things up. <laughs> Stop tinkering. <laughs> it didn't work though. <laughs> you know, the amount of uh, questions you can ask on this, this subject is infinite. There's so many things and it's all, you know, it's relevant for all different aspects of life as well. But I chose these questions because this is um, a taste of what we'll be covering at the Art Career Academy. So to go on the waitlist for the first online course, head to theartcareeracademy.com and enter your details. So we hope and trust that you have got tons of value from this. Um, just a key thing before we wrap up, to take the time, dedicate yourself to this. 
take as long as you need to answer these questions. Often we can kind of brush off making the time for ourselves, but there is so much goodness inside of you that wants to come out. And so by asking the questions, putting pen to paper is where they're really gonna come through. So we cannot wait to hear about how you go with this. Um, it's been an absolute game changer for both Tom and I to dedicate our time to this practice. So stay tuned for part three, which is the final part in this three-part series, where we will be helping you with talking about your heart. Yep. It's a very uh, important subject, I feel. And it's uh, it's a tough one. I've uh, had a lot of people uh, on the podcast say, please don't ask me about my art, because it's, it's a daunting, daunting subject. And uh, yeah, we're going to cover that in the next episode so um stay tuned and thanks for tuning in and don't forget put the pen to paper on these questions uh don't try to answer them in your head because you'll have one word answers whereas if you put pen to paper um the truth will really come out for you yeah that's where the magic is and so before we finish it up today if you are feeling quite frustrated and not knowing how to build your art career and you want to feel more confident and experience creative and financial growth to build your sustainable life as an artist, then we want to invite you to head to artcareeracademy.com to express your interest and go on the waiting list for the first live intake. There's limited numbers, so don't snooze on this one if you're keen to join us.